What's up, guys? Welcome to Politics and Why We Don't Care Anymore. I'm your host, Kyle Cabs Jr., and today we're going to have a conversation about a majority of things, but the main thing we want to focus on today, and I want to get a majority of this recording out of, is Trump protecting statues over Black Lives Matter people. And I'm going to tell you why that specifically offends me as a non, um, as a white person. So we will get into that. So right now we have a president who cares more about protecting statues than he does about the American people. We have a president who openly is um, not doing anything about the bounties on uh, American soldiers. We will get into that uh, later in the in this episode. We have a president who retweeted white power. <coughs> we have a president and a administration who cares nothing about the people, only the top 1% and the richest and rich of Americans. We have a president who under who undeniably doesn't understand how the fundamentals of government work. Now, I'm in no way telling you how to vote. That is far from the point that I'm trying to make. But I will tell you why I'm voting for Joe Biden. I am voting for Joe Biden for three reasons. He will bring sanity to the presidency, number one. He can empathize with people, unlike Donald Trump, who can only empathize with rich people. And number three, he is exactly what America needs. And I will get into that later in the show. Actually, let's talk about that right now. Why is... Why am I telling you, as a 19-year-old, to vote for Joe Biden if you're a Democrat? Because we have to understand as Americans and as specifically as Democrats that we can't write somebody in in November because that means the battle's already lost. And what I mean by that is that we can't write somebody in. We have to vote for Joe Biden. Because whether you like it or not, whether his past offends you or whatever, we have to vote for him. Because he is the only one who is willing to implement change right now. Oh my gosh. And he's the only one who actually wants to do something about it. He wants to do something about um, helping black people. He wants to do something about helping the non-white community, and that's something that we really need right now, especially now we have a president who is actively telling police to shoot protesters. Um, We have police who have done nothing but proven that they are violent and proving our points that they use excessive force. We have a president who demands fallen order yet cannot even obey the law himself. We have a president who jokes about sexual assault and then immediately says, well, you know, it's a joke. It's a locker room talk. And I think what we really need as a nation is somebody who can heal the wounds that Donald Trump has re-ripped open and made bigger. But that's just my take on it. And this will undoubtedly get me into my next point, which is monuments. So a lot of people have been talking about the Confederacy and should we take down monuments. Personally, I really don't have a stance on it. I'm 50-50 on it. Again, this is my perception of it. You don't have to take my word for it. This is just how I feel. Yes. Um, actually, no, I'm not 50-50 anymore. I'm, I'm all for tearing down statues. You heard, it, you heard it first here, folks. I'm not 50-50 on Confederate statues anymore. Because you look at it, you use the Southern Heritage thing. Um, 
you know, if if making money and your southern heritage was getting wealth from black people, if that was your heritage, then that's that's on you. That's not really my place to say. But we, um, sorry, but we understand that something needs to change. We understand that black people are are disproportionately disadvantaged in America. They are, they they are done this in a majority of ways. The main ones are economically. So you look at GDP between black. I mean, you look at sorry, you look at salary between black and white people. Um, that white person is more likely to make four or five times more. I could be quoting this wrong. Four or five times more than a black person. Now I'm going to explain to, to to specifically if white people listen to this why this is not fair. Because if I personally did a shitty job at work, if I did a fucked up job at work, I didn't give a fuck about what I was doing. I just sat around and basically did little to nothing. And I'm still making a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand. I'm not saying I'm making this. I'm just saying hypothetically, if I'm doing a shitty job at work. And I'm making more money than that than the non-white person, the black, Asian, Latino, whatever, whatever, who has worked their ass off day in and day out. How is that fair to them? Me, like I understand. Yes, I like I'm morally understand. I shouldn't be getting paid if I'm sitting on my ass and fucking doing nothing or if I'm asleep or some shit. But how is that fair to them that they were working and they got nothing out of it? It's not right. So then you look at this thing called the Groper, the Groffer Index, and the Groffer Index basically is a fucked up thing that was that, that is still used um, today by some countries, and it basically is a little loophole for businesses saying, "Well, we don't have to pay black people more because this thing says that the work that they're doing isn't worth the things that we're paying them." Which is complete bullshit. Everybody deserves an equal chance in America, whether you're an immigrant, whether you're black, whether you're white. But unfortunately, because of white people's skin color, they have they have a one-up in society, and that's the fucked up part. So what this what this time in history says is not only have black people had enough of it, not only are they willing to die for what they've done, but to die for what they're protesting. I've been to protests. And I will tell you, I have seen specifically black and Latino people get gassed. And, 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 and occasionally you'll see a white person get gassed occasionally. Um, but it seems like at these protests, and something they won't show you is that the cops will yell three times, whites clear out, whites clear out, whites clear out, whites clear out. And those are three, war- those are three distinct warnings two white people that you should clear out the area, you shouldn't be standing in front of these black people because we're about to gas them. And if you don't, not only are we going to gas you, but we're going to beat the shit out of you too. And that's a fucked up thing that needs to change, all right? One of the things that just pisses me off to this day, right now, and, 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 and specifically right now in this part of American history is the... Is the 
Well, is, is, the, is the old person argument, well, if he didn't resist, you know, maybe he wouldn't have fucking died. Well, that's bullshit. That is a bullshit argument to put up because either way, that person, that person, that person who was black or Hispanic or whatever, not white, was going to die. And then they like to point, well, 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 you know, cops, well, you know, cops killing black and non-white people isn't really a problem because, you know, some, you know, white people get killed occasionally. Yes, I understand that. I'm not a fucking retard. I'm not stupid as shit. I understand this happens. But the point is, the point is, is that black people and non-white people specifically are killed at an alarming rate than white people. And that's something that needs to change because we look at the demographic of Minneapolis and you look at what's been going on. 45% of their police force was disbanded for using some sort of racially insensitive thing or racially insensitive comment towards black and non-white people and excessive force towards non towards non-white people. So you look at the whole demographic and the whole is he resisting or not? It's not about if he's resisting or not. It's about treating someone with some fucking human decency. That's the whole point we're trying to get at. Anyway, guys, yeah. That was my. That was my take on it. Yeah. All right. When we come, all right, we're gonna take a, a, a little break. We'll we'll still have this audio rolling, so you might hear some stuff in the background. But when uh we come back, we'll have a pretty interesting conversation about how we can uh reform the police and is the defund the police movement working. We'll take a little break. Back in around five seconds. <clears throat> All right, guys, we're back. Um, so, you know, I, I want to do a, a, a semi-long first episode today. So I'm I'm thinking about a 30-minute episode would, would be good. And, and if I go over that, please, um, I'm sorry for that. But, you know, this is just one of my first. Oh, it's one of my first times recording. But, okay, so I want to focus on defunding the police. And I'll explain exactly what that is for people who don't understand what that is. I would guess people look into defunding the police. But a lot of, a lot of the right-wing conservatives is, a lot of the right-wing conservatism, a lot of the right-wing talking points that you'll see on, you know, Fox News and ONN and, you know, right-leaning media compared to left-leaning media is, is that, is that defunding the police means to get rid of it, to completely disband the police force, no more police, and that is far from the truth. What defunding the police wants to do is reallocate the funds that the police have been misusing to get, you know, weapons of war and stuff like that. And just discussing things that they can use on protesters that they don't like, peacefully protesting. The whole point of defunding the police is taking that money out of that budget that allows them to get those weapons of war, and and pushes it, forces it into places like Medicare, Medicaid, um, Social Security, um, disability, um, pensions. Um, 
low-income neighborhoods. See, this could, because there's a whole bunch of underlying factors of what defunding the police actually means. But you will see a lot of people say, oh, they just, they just want to get... <laughs> you know, they just want to get rid of... Um, They just want to get rid of X, Y, and Z. That is that is far from the truth. We actually understand. We um, we understand how we want to efficiently, efficiently defund the police. Um, efficiently, sorry, defund the police, and how we want to reallocate those funds after we defund the police. So we're gonna have a quick conversation about that for a little bit, and then I want to talk to you about something that's been on my mind. Um. And I'll be open. I'll be open if, if you wanted to to do this, uh, join it with me. Um, but what we're quickly going to talk about, and then I'll get into my next point. What we're quickly going to talk about is how do we change the fundamentals of policing? Now, I will put out a statement quick that I am that I am for defunding the police. Um, I understand. Um, I understand what it is for. I understand why people want to do it, and most importantly, I am for it for these three reasons. I am for it for these three reasons because, like I said, reallocates funds. Some people need things that they that they rely on on government for. Um, some people look at this fundamental idea of postmodern libertarianism and postmodern um, conservatism and mix those two up because <laughs> um, and, 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 and you know misallocate those funds and this is an interesting topic about this because you look at it and we say, okay, well, let's push something over here. <coughs> let's push something over there and let's use something called, um, called postmodern necoritism and post. Sorry, I'm recording. Sorry for this, guys. I'm recording by my house, and uh, I live by the train tracks. I'm very sorry about this interruption. But um, what were we talking about? Oh, postmodern euphoricism. <laughs> so postmodern euphoricism is actually a pretty interesting thing. So what postmodern euphoricism basically comes down to is is everybody should be treated equally in the eyes of government. Now, I not only support this, I am a huge advocate for it, because when you break down just politically, but, you know, funds aside, money aside, salary aside, you look at what's being pushed into, into black communities compared to white communities, you will see a big, you'll see a big disadvantage, and that disadvantage is mostly drugs being pushed into black communities, and money being pushed in a white community. 
So what if we could get rid of the whole drug part and push some money into black communities? Of course, Republicans don't want to do this because they just feel um, black people are inferior and that's a fucked up stance to have on it. But I want to get this point across that something as simple as helping people get fucking money and pay their bills is seen as radical by the right. Keep in mind, keep in mind, the same party that wants to jack up prices for the lower and middle class, something that some people can't do, and yet cut taxes for the rich, and pouring money into black and non-white communities who are struggling on the opioid epidemic, on the drug epidemic, something that the government pushed into those own cities is seen as inhumane. Like, come on, come on, give me a fucking break. Like, are you serious right now, conservatives? You guys are ridiculous with your fucking double standards. It, it's come to a point where I don't even talk about... Con- like, you, you see me talking about conservatism a lot. But I don't really want to talk about it. Like, I, I, I feel it's my job to talk about it because a lot of people aren't glued into the news like I am. Besides COVID. But, like, come on, Republicans. Give me a fucking break. Like, you really, you, you really think if you give everybody... A, a, a zero point, a zero point one percent tax increase. All shit's gonna break loose, and it's gonna be socialism. Like, come on, give me a fucking break. You guys are ridiculous. And the reason I'm so passionate about this shit is because it's something that affects me. Like, I'm not working yet, but I'm trying to find jobs and shit like that. And right now, I could be cheated because Mitch McConnell and the fucking senators, Republican senators, want to fucking give their big businesses and big pharma and big corporations and just a whole bunch of other bullshit companies that are bigger than small businesses fucking tax breaks. That's disgusting, all right? I have people, I know people who who run small businesses. I know people who work their ass off to have a small business. I know people who suffered for having small businesses and it's partially due to the government and it's partially due to some choices they made. Some not, but a majority of it is due to the government. And the fact that the government wants to cut more funding to small businesses is a fucking disgrace. And their and their defense is, well, you know, small businesses aren't really um, that important right now. Okay, so if small businesses aren't that important, why is 68% of the United States economy relied, relying on small businesses? Why is 38% of the world economy relying on small businesses? Why is 48% of NATO's funding that they get from other countries due to those countries' small businesses? So give me a fucking break, Republicans. You guys are ridiculous. The fact is, you're too busy looking out for your friends and big pharma and big corporations. And you say, you, you're, you claim, and I'm going to use, I'm going to use your logic. Conservatives and Republicans claim that they are for the people, yet I don't think tax breaks for the rich. Tax breaks for the rich. Tax breaks for corporations. Tax breaks for a majority of other people who are majority white, helping America. And then, uh, and then, um, and then, like, use the the uh, common spin, which is, well, you know. Why are the why are the demo, why are the most democratically run cities the worst? 
Nine. Nine out of 100 Democratic cities. Nine out of 100 that are democratically run are bad. And you know, and you... And you, and, and you know what those other, you know what those other ones are? You know what those other 90, those other 90 states are? Those other 90 governments? Those other 90 businesses? Those other 90 towns? Republican. So give me a fucking break when you say, when you say 9 out of the 100 cities are bad because, because they're run by Democrats. What about the other 90? What about the other 90? What about the other 90? What about the other 90 that you don't open your eyes and see, oh, maybe we are doing some shit wrong because obviously we're putting conservatism and conservative logic above Helping people get out of poverty. See, they like to push up that, you know, nine, nine of those towns, nine of those cities, whatever, are bad. And they're crime-ridden because they're democratically run. Well, maybe if Republicans didn't sit on their fucking thumbs all the time and have their hands so far up the, the Republican president's ass, they could actually maybe do some shit to probably help out those people. But no, like I stated multiple times... They're four big businesses. They're four big pharma. Something that needs to change and something that's really starting to piss me off is this shit because it has come to a point where they just like to diddle, diddle, diddle on their thumbs and act all bitchy about it. Like, grow the fuck up. Come on. Like, really, how stupid are you that you use that damn logic? And if I'm thinking, cow, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up. If it's so bad, why are why have why have the crime rates gone semi down, or why why have the crime rates gone semi down? Well, they've gone semi down in um, Democratic states. See, Republican states have seen it go up and up and up, and a rise of uptick, and they obviously like to blame that on the black community because, you know, why not? But we look at a bunch of underlying factors, people. So I would just encourage you. I would encourage you to get your stats, get your knowledge, and and understand what you need to do to help people. So, and I want to finish, or I want to continue on something. <coughs> we need to find something that we can both agree, that we can all agree on, right? Something we can all agree on that is known as something, it is known as, um, quite, um, <coughs> sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get the wording for it, um, um, imbalanced wealth distribution. So let's. So 
that is at the root of our problems because right now wealth is being distributed at an un at an alarmingly different rate than it is being distributed towards white people. So that's the conversation we have to have. So 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 next time one of your conservative friends say, you know, nine of you know, nine out of um um out of one hundred of um those democratically um or those cities that are the worst in America are democratically run. You can say you can say nine out of ten nine out of ten what or sorry, nine out of a hundred what about the rest of those cities? <coughs> Two. They bring up wealth distribution. Say yeah, let's talk about you say say yeah, let's talk about wealth distribution. Let's talk about how big pharma and big corporations are taking in ninety percent of over ninety percent of the profit while while they pay their employees minimum wage. So 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 if you're ever talking with a person who leans right and they decide to bring up big pharma or big corporations, encourage those things. Also, I know you love talking about this, and the one thing everybody loves talking about on the right is immigration. Let's, so let's talk about immigration. Say, yeah, let's talk about immigration. Let's talk about how 40% of last year's drugs that came in and over over 80% of the drugs that have come in in the last four years haven't been from Mexico. No, they've been from Canada. Talk about that with them because that's where you'll stump them and that's when you'll see they will start to get triggered as fuck and that's the funniest thing you can possibly allow yourself to witness because they will stutter and it will be just, just a hoot. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in a little bit. Again, thank you for listening to this podcast. All right, so we're back right now, and we're going to have an interesting conversation about um, about the the repealing of the Affordable Care Act that was tried. Now, I am in no way telling you that I am for the Affordable Care Act or I'm against the Affordable Care Act. I'm not, I, I mean, I'm not telling you how to... I'm not telling you how to see the Affordable Care Act. I'm personally strongly against it. Um, it was one of the things I really didn't like about Obama. But that's beside the point. Um... <coughs> But the ACA, the Affordable Care Act, was an interesting concept because, and I think a lot of people don't give Obama credit for this, but what he did was say, all right, say, all right, we have people who need health care, people who want health care. How do we deliver on that? And that was one of the most interesting conversations I was having with somebody about healthcare, because we are in a weird situation where now more than ever, we need you. You didn't even stop. Sorry. Go. You're welcome. You didn't even stop. All right. 
sorry, I'm, I, I, I know this will sound weird, um, I'm out for a walk right now, and this is, this is my recording time, um, I would record in the house, but, you know, kind of busy there, but, so, um, so, let's talk about, um, Let's talk about um, just the just the way that immigration works. So the way that immigration works is, uh, of course, you get a green card. You have to, of course, wait here. You have to wait here in your country until it gets approved. But the problem with getting a green card now is that the Trump administration has struck down over 40%, 40%, I'll say it again, 40% of green cards. I know it's not going to like a big number or anything, but what I'm trying to get at is those 40% of people, that 40 percentile of people could have been American citizens if it wasn't for our president, current president Donald J. Trump. <coughs> and that is something that just aggravates me. Because he claims to be American, he claims to be a Christian, yet he gas citizens, um, and he just have a photo op. Innocent citizens, innocent protesters. Instead of reducing the violence used against protesters, he has told them to more aggressive and quote dominate or because the citizens are quote making it look weak like what the fuck does that have to do with anything this is life or death right now that we're going through so me and some of my uh, i'd say semi young listeners younger listeners are you know even older maybe 20 um maybe like 20 30 40 if you're listening to this um, we specifically live in a fucked up point in history, alright? Now, I don't care if you voted for Trump, I don't care if you voted for Biden, I don't care if you voted for Hillary. What we need to understand, and this is detrimental, and I'm going to be repeating this throughout the rest for the next 30 minutes till we end this podcast. <laughs> Something that needs to change is how we treat black people in America. Because I am frankly sick of the shit that I see on TV. I guarantee you, I could go into my house, either in the living room, basement, or my office, aka my attic. That's where my office is. That's where I would normally record this if you didn't hear anything, but still. But, um, but yeah, let's have this conversation quick. Hold on. I'm just checking something to make sure I'm getting my statistics right. Um, hold on, guys. I just want to make sure I have my stats right, just, you know, just because 
Um, <clears throat> but let's just talk about this for a second. Um, the fact is that right now what's going on is disgusting. It is disgusting. Um, it is disgusting that black people are being killed in alarming, at an alarming high rate. It is disgusting that black people are going through what they're going through. It is disgusting that we have a president that not only endorses police brutality but encourages it. It is disgusting that we have a president who gassed protesters offer a freaking photo op. It is disgusting that we live in a country right now that has seen um, tremendously high spikes in COVID, yet he gets rid of task forces. It Everything he does is just cringeworthy. And frankly, it's despicable and disgusting what he does on a daily basis. But what we need to understand is that it's fucked up, but we can we can change it. And we need to understand this and that's something that we look at as a, you know, semi Sorry, I was drinking some water. We need to look at this and say, all right, let's say history is doing repeat itself, right? Well, then what can I do to make sure something like this doesn't happen again, all right? All right, what can I do to not only be a help to black Americans, but to be a help to everybody? And that's something that we need to have a legit conversation about because, you know, we look at this thing, um, the thing that I mentioned earlier, um, the, you know, black wealth and inequality index among white people. We look at that and we say, oh my God, that is, that is odd that, that this thing happens. You know, we act so surprised, like, oh gosh, this, this is crazy. Why are black people not being treated like citizens? It's all because of the system that is in place. I could look at multiple people and say, hey, you're, you are most likely white. Or you are most likely black, and I would most likely go to the white people and ask them, you know, what is the point that you're trying to get at? What is the point that you want to get at? What is the point that you, as a person want to get across, because right now, it is an odd, odd time to be alive, it is a, frankly, fucked up time to be alive, I'm going to be honest with you, it's a fucked up time to be alive, but right now, we need to focus on, what can I do as a person, what can we do collectively as a group, and is America better off with this president than it was under Obama, who he claims he was better than? <laughs> yeah. So, 
we will talk about this in another in a, another episode because obviously we we I could talk about this all day and we could be recording all day. But what we're gonna focus on is this little question of what is important and what is not. And what I mean by that what I mean by that is is going outside and potentially getting arrested for being black that important. If it is, yes. And I firmly believe it is. But we have to talk about what will the cops do? Because we've already seen that they will stop at at nothing to incite, start, um, burn down buildings and blame it on protests, burn down things and, 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 and just blame it on protests. And what we really need to understand is what do we want as Americans? All right. What do we collectively as Americans want to do? What, how do we have a conversation about, you know, what's going on? We understand that this is wrong, yet we refuse, we refuse to talk about it. What, what, what do we do? How do we have a conversation about these types of things? What's next? Um, a friend of mine likes to point out he is he is of color. My friend, my good friend, likes to point out, you know what? What do white people really think when they see police killing people? Now, before before you sound off on me in the comments with you know, well, they're probably gonna say if 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 he didn't if he didn't resist he would be alive. Obviously, yeah, because they're fucking morons. They don't understand how this shit works. But what would they say after that? They would have probably said, well, was he on drugs? What was he doing? Was he acting suspicious? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We need to start shifting that conversation. We need to start shifting that conversation into. Well, what are you going to do about it as a white person? Because sadly, we are privileged. White people have an advantage in society. And we cannot say all lives matter until black ones do it. And I saw, I've been seeing a really good post about this. And it says we cannot say all lives matter until until black lives matter. And I really... I really didn't get it at first. And then I was looking at it and I was like, oh yeah, that's true. We say white, or, I mean personally not myself, but white people like to say, uh, you know, all lives matter. All lives matter. All lives matter can't happen until black lives matter. And that's a conversation that we need to have and we need to understand that nothing will change until we have a genuine heart-to-heart conversation with people about why police brutality is such an issue.
But we also need to understand that there will be people who will want to, you know, lie and say this is this isn't real. This is fake news or whatever. Specifically conservatives, I don't believe that fake news bullshit. That's, that's fucking dumbass argument. But what we need to do is say, all right, we need to make a list of what we can do. Support black black owned businesses. Um, support you know things that we normally wouldn't support. Do things that you wouldn't normally do, like go to a Black Lives Matter protest. You know, it's 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 really not that hard, but we just seem to make we just seem to want to make it so fucking difficult for people, and it's disgusting because we have to have a conversation where we're like, okay, well, this is what's going on now, but what about what's next? What about what? white people, you know, do in the future, you know, we just sit there and we're like, oh, you know, it, it, it doesn't concern me, um, I was, I was definitely like that before, before I started to, to understand what, what Black Lives Matter really was, and, you know, we have to look at things like this, but we also have to understand that this is wrong too. Like this, this, this is not right. What's going on in America? And the more that we normalize this type of shit, the more that we normalize this bullshit of black people being killed, the more tone deaf we are getting to this type of shit. And we need to understand that first of all, it's disgusting that white some white people feel this way. I personally do not. Again, I will state it again and again. Throughout these podcasts, I personally do not feel that way towards black people. I, I'm not an all lives matter person, specifically because I understand that all lives matter. I'm not, for a lack of better term, fucking retarded. Like, I understand that, you know, all lives matter. But all lives can't matter until black lives matter. And... And we need to understand that what's going on will happen again if we're not careful. Like, this will happen again. People say history is doing to repeat itself, blah, 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 blah. But it is, dude. It is. It's, it, and it's, it's not, it's not good right now. It's shitty right now. It's fucked up right now. It's disgusting right now. And, we need to look at this and say, all right, we did X, Y, and Z, right? Yeah, we did X, Y, and Z, but what are we doing personally to help this cause? What are we doing to help understand how things change? What are we doing to have this conversation about stuff like this? And that's where, you know, just having a genuine conversation about, you know what? Maybe shit is fucked up. But how do we change it? Alright? So thank you guys for your time. We are almost 44 minutes in. I know I said I would 
make this an hour. Um, really, I'm just kind of running out of things to talk about, um, unless you would want me to expand on the Russian bounty thing. Um, I could talk about that for a little bit, but I really have no idea. No idea what to talk about. Um, maybe we can get our second episode to, to an hour, you know, maybe. But um, thank you guys. If you're new, obviously you're new if you're listening to this podcast, subscribe to it. Um, and I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.